Shalom, 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 Aquafian. Um, welcome to A Woman's Halakha. Um, this is a podcast to teach Hebrew Israelite women about aspects of being a Hebrew Israelite woman. Makes sense, right? So with that being said, it's about the daily life of a Hebrew Israelite woman. Um, and I'm my goal is to try to help you through learning what that is and how to execute that um, and just being a better Hebrew Israelite wife and how to apply the things that we learn um, in the Torah and in this walk and just about various things that apply to Torah, so there's a lot involved in learning the laws and then applying them and how that actually works in day-to-day life. Um, So that's the basic structure and framework of what this podcast is about, Um, and it is hosted by me. Um, I am Shara Yawakana. I have been in this truth for so once again let me just say this this is a podcast hosted by a Hebrew Israelite woman which is me Sharaya Okana um, and I'm directing my teachings towards the edification of other Hebrew Israelite women and young girls so I do try to keep this podcast um, rated probably PG um, because there are certain areas that might be discussed that um, young girls do need to know about but if you're getting into the young young girls they might not be ready without um, definitely parent supervision to kind of explain some of it so um, but I don't you won't hear cussing you won't hear any of that it's clean in that respect and um It's, like I said, directed towards women and young girls. So if this podcast is not for the purpose of edifying men, that should be done by other men. Um, But I do realize that some men may listen in into the class or into this podcast just to see what their wives are learning and what I'm talking about and see if I'm off um, or teaching them something that is against what they're teaching. So the reality is, is that men do oftentimes listen in to these classes. I understand that. However, I'm just going to reiterate this. I am not trying to teach men, okay? Um, it's all for women. It's all for women, women's edification. And my goal is to help the women through this process, which should ultimately result in a happier man, a happier relationship, and a happier um, dynamic between the man, woman, and ultimately the family. So, like I said, I'm here to help women in their kalaka. So, um, in this, the title of, uh, of my podcast is called 
a woman's halakha. And halakha is the Hebrew word for walk. It means walk. Um, and it refers to a person's walk and growth in the Torah. Once again, this podcast is for a woman um, and to encourage them and to bring them along in their halakha, in their walk in Torah. Okay? And also, you know, I am a believer in the full Bible. Going back to the 1611 version, where you have the Old Testament, the so-called New Testament, and the Apocrypha. So you will get bits and pieces of all, um, of the whole entire book uh, by listening to this podcast. So no, I'm not Torah only. No, I'm not so-called New Testament only. I'm a believer in the whole entire book. And I'm a teacher of the whole entire book, okay? But when we are dealing with Torah, um, those are the laws. Those content, The Torah contains the laws that we are bound by to distinguish what is sin and what is not sin. And so those are our guidelines and our, of our life. Those are the instructions of our life and how we are supposed to conduct ourselves on a daily basis. As I repeat myself, but it's just, it is that simple. It's, we have this book of instruction and we are supposed to read it and absorb it if we haven't been instructed in it from birth. And we're then supposed to, um, implement it in our daily lives and the fact of the matter is is that if you haven't been taught this the Torah and if you um, are trying to learn by yourself then it can be daunting and you might not understand what it is that is actually required of you so um, my goal is to help you through that um, So with that being stated and that being said and that being um, the goal, um, I would also like to say that I am by no means trying to um, replace or supersede anything that your husband is teaching you or anything that your congregational leader might be teaching you. If anything, this should be supplementary, and I know that there's a lot of diversity in belief um, in Yashar Allah in in Israel, and so um, sometimes there may be things that you may be either unfamiliar with or may not have been um, taught to you in the same manner, so I would encourage you not to say, oh, well, Sharaf from a woman's halakha said, I need to do it like this, but rather have a discussion about it. Some things, um, some things will ultimately be decided by your head and it will be done according to how he says, um, in accordance with the law, because 
you will go over this. Um, a man has the authority to create his own law within his house, meaning it within the framework and the structure of the Torah. So um, once again, you have to know what the Torah says in order to know whether or not any instruction that you're get, being given is going to be considered a sin or not. Okay? So, um, now let me um, just tell you that myself, um, I'm coming from a perspective of being taught about the truth from a man. Okay? So, um, I didn't have an elder woman to help guide me in my halakha. Um, therefore, you know, originally when I first came into the truth, I was taught by a man, and then my husband would go over the things that he was taught by that man, or um, if I had questions about what the man, his name is Aharon, what Aharanga, what if I had questions about what Aharon God said in class, then I would ask my husband. So all of my teachings um, and understandings originated um, by me being educated by men. Okay, um, and then from there, from that information um, that was given to me. Um, I would then do my own study and um, ask more questions and try to dive into the scriptures even more to kind of understand um, and then apply. So sometimes things that were told to me um, may not have been um, completely right um, or completely applicable. But as I came into increased understandings and learnings and studies, uh, again, discussing with my husband anything that I didn't know or we couldn't quite figure out, I couldn't quite figure out on my own or couldn't reconfirm on my own. And we would have discussions about how do we proceed in our household um, going forward. And we set a we established standards within our household of how certain things should be handled. Um, but what I do know from that experience um, is that I would very much have benefited from having an elder Akwaf to help guide me and teach me along my own halakha. Um, so that's why I am, I guess, putting myself out there to um, be that elder aqua for other women um, to help them and their halakha to give them the insight, insight and benefit of about 27 years almost now. Um, of growth and insight and being a woman <laughs> uh, in this halakha um, to other women. And um, I'm opening myself up. If you have any questions, please let me know. 
if you um, have any areas of concern that need to be addressed or, or topics that you want addressed, please let me know. Because um, the fact of the matter is that a man's halakha looks very different than a woman's halakha. Um, many times when you're going to a congregation and you're dealing with a large amount of people and you're dealing with a man, a male leader, their teaching um, a lot of times is geared towards the men um, and they won't necessarily go in depth on women related topics or how you should do things as a woman. And so I'm here to kind of just help you fill in those gaps. Um, and even sometimes when your husband is teaching you things, there'll be some gaps because they don't know what it's like to be a woman, but they can only tell you what their expectations are of a wife or what they think a mother should be. But sometimes there's laws that apply to women and the men don't necessarily understand fully because they don't experience it themselves. So hopefully I will be able to help be that buffer and kind of smooth out the little gaps, uh, kind of like some grout with some tile. <laughs> you just kind of smooth it on out there and fill in the gaps and then, you know, kind of wipe off the excess, um, which hopefully there won't be too much excess, but, you know, hopefully you get the metaphor. Um, also, um, I, I also understand that the fact of the matter is there's a lot of women out there who are trying to gain understanding alone, and that could be just because um, they're not in a congregation, um, and they don't really want to be in a congregation or a camp, or maybe they can't find one. There's a lot of um, people who are kind of isolated in areas of the country um, or various parts of the country for various reasons. And they might want um, a female connection or any connection. There's people out there that don't really have any connection to other members of Yasha'Allah and they've never met anyone in person. So while you may not ever be able to meet me and hopefully you, maybe we do meet one day, one day in real life, um, <clears throat> I'm here, but you want to build a connection with me, reach out to me, and we can communicate on a regular basis if that's what you think you need in order to help grow, okay? Um, so those people that are um, doing this alone, they won't necessarily have a husband. Some women are single and doing it alone. Some women are married but don't have a congregation or no support. So they are alone in the woman aspect. So again, I'm, at, I'm here in this format to help people learn um, and ask questions and be a benefit and a resource um, to these Akwafian that are out there, both in congregations, not in congregations, but are just looking for more understanding. And I really, I definitely encourage people to ask questions 
there's a voicemail feature where you can leave a voicemail um, and, and, and say your um, questions, your comments, and questions I really feel um, are really beneficial and some people are very shy in asking, I'm one of those people, I'm shy in asking questions. When I was in school, I was never raising my hand because I just am shy. <laughs> and even if I had a question, I mean, I'd have to really have a really strong question in order for me to raise my hand. But the fact of the matter is, is that if you have a question, it's a high probability that there's somebody else out there with that same question and if no one asks then it doesn't get addressed so it's crucial that we share the information I might overlook something in these classes or in these podcasts and um, those questions could be integral in getting that information out to somebody who really needs it in addition to yourself um so it's, a, it's an excellent way to learn better, to learn more, okay? And, um, you know, if you are someone who knows of another Aquafian who is by herself, what people will term an, an individual light, please invite them to listen. And um, hopefully I can not only offer insight for you, but I can offer some insight into areas where um, somebody might not have had clarity and, you know, that person can benefit as well. Um, Now, I am new at this format, so I am going to have a learning curve, to be quite honest with you, but... um, Please, like I said, if you have any questions, let me know. You can message me. I would love it if you would leave like a voice message and give me permission to use that voice message in um, subsequent um, podcasts. And, um, you know, please give me feedback. I I hope that as time goes on, the quality improves and the content improves. it's a new venture for me, so, you know, y'all are going to come on my on my learning curve with me, and hopefully it comes along faster, <laughs> sooner than later, right? Um, so, like I said, um, you know, I am doing this podcast in an attempt to be that... Um, Titus chapter 2 woman, elder woman, who helps the younger women. And when you're dealing with younger women and elder women, sometimes an an elder woman might be um, younger in age than another woman who is um, younger in the spirit. Okay, I hope that makes sense. So meaning, if I am uh, not considered elderly by age, but there's somebody who is 
an elder mother in age who might be let's say 60 or 70 just coming into the truth as somebody who's just coming into the truth they're a babe so maybe since I have 20 almost 27 years experience in the truth I'm an elder in a spiritual sense and but not in the physical so everybody has um, an ability to teach somebody something I know there was an elder sister that was um, would come to our congregation and she taught me a lot um, but in just the day-to-day practicalities of being a woman and a mother and not necessarily in my halakha itself for the Torah like I said hopefully you'll be able to benefit from my years of experiences um, positive and negative because trust and believe I made plenty of mistakes along my halakha and um, you get that benefit of learning from my mistakes and um, being able to uh, piggy, piggyback, lay me back, however you want to say it, on my growth and maturity because um, I was young when I came into the truth and I definitely didn't have the maturity anywhere near what I have now. And even now, I'm still growing. Uh, I'm still trying to mature. Um, I think it's a lifelong process, but I'm willing and uh, and trying to attempt to bring you along faster in your halakha, faster than what it took me to get where I am today. So um, I'm here for you, and you know, like I said, feel free to direct message me, DM me or leave me a voice message, I'd love to hear from you. Who are you? So who am I? Who am I to be teaching the women Aquapian of Yasha'ala, Israel? Well, let me tell you a little bit about myself. Like I told you in the first segment, my name is Shara Yawakana, and I have been in the truth for almost 27 years now. And I came into the truth with my husband. Yes, I've been married that long. And yes, we came into the truth together. Um, and we have been in the, in the truth for the entire almost 27 years, continuously. Um, We've been doing our halakha together. There's never been a moment where we fell out of the truth and had that break and then came back in. Uh, We never went back into the world. Uh, We just continued to grow and strive to continuously mature throughout these almost 27 years. Now, of course, it wasn't the same. Our halakha was nowhere near the same as it is now. It has been continual growth. We, I I think you you have to be always growing and learning. Um, Otherwise, you become stagnant and complacent. Um, 
and you start to probably compromise a little too too much where you don't need to or where you shouldn't. But anyway, so we built on our halakha little by little, bit by bit, and we built on our built on my, our maturity together. Not only just within our halakha, but within our relationship, and that was something very significant um, and took a lot of time um, but that'll probably be a whole other class um, but the important thing like I said it's always to grow and to mature and you do that by looking for ways to better serve the most high uh, and we would look for ways to be better and to um, um execute the laws better um, instead of saying we can't we can't we can't we started looking thing, at things from a different perspective and more like okay how can we what's the reality of how can we make this happen and maybe we can't make it happen right now but if we look at long-term goals, our next step is going to be this so that we can be better for the Most High in our halakha. So um, that includes also um, reading the laws. So maybe I get a little bit redundant, but the fact of the matter is, is if you don't know what the laws are, you're not going to know what sin is. So if you don't know what sin is, people can kind of come in and tell you anything and you might even believe it because of the ignorance that you have, that you don't know what the Torah says and you don't know the law. Um, So that's why you have to be very careful and you have to know for yourself why are you doing the things that you're doing. If you're doing things because your husband is telling you to do it, that's fine. That's a great first step. But I can almost guarantee you when you're with family or friends and you don't have an understanding of why you're doing the things that you're doing, you're going to have certain feelings of frustration and certain feelings of um possibly even anger or confusion and it's because you don't have an understanding within yourself so I think it's extremely important that a woman an aqua a sister understands the totality of being a Hebrew Israelite and a Hebrew Israelite woman Um, but Just to give you a little overview, a background on me, um, I went to Central State University in my freshman year out of high school, and that's where I first met my husband, and then ultimately that's where we came into the truth together. And my husband learned from an Ak that had spent time, or a brother that had spent time at One West. And um, like I mentioned before, that brother taught my husband and taught me as well. But my husband was the 
first one he had contact with and the main person he interacted with and taught and my husband then taught me and then when we didn't have like classes or services um, or Sabbath classes together then you know he was also an instructor for me and also I'm telling you what the structure was there was no other female I came into the truth and there was really no other women who were really down for the truth all like that every now and then people would come in and go back out because just like today it kind of can be too much um, uh, too much change too many restrictions especially when you're young who wants restrictions right but um no one above, no female above me to ask questions and to learn from. So I learned everything from a man's perspective. Um, and, and like I said, um, this was almost 27 years ago. So this was before email. This was before YouTube. This was before internet. This was before cell phones were really a thing. Um, you know, the only cell phones that were really around were those big, huge ones that you would see on TV. Um, yeah, so the little smaller cell phones for everyday people were not a thing. Um, they were not mainstream. And so this was even before, go back in time with me now, this was before unlimited long distance was a thing. Okay? So like I said, we were at Central State University, which is in Wilberforce, Ohio, and um, the main teachers, the, the brothers, like if we had questions that Ahuranga could not answer, we had to get the information from somebody in New York, because that's where One West was, right, in New York. So uh, my husband actually spent a long time learning via long distance phone calls on a, get this, on a pay phone. <laughs> In the hallway of his dormitory and he would spend he would spend hours on the phone and then they would pass him the people in New York would pass him from person to person because not one person could normally sit on the phone as long as he would need um, his answer his questions answered so that was one thing it was difficult because you had to have long distance, but um, those Akim at that time were accessible if you called to talk to them and ask them questions, they would stop and, and answer the questions. Unlike nowadays where, you know, basically you got to catch them on a live stream where they, you know, you're doing just um, posts and comments. And it's not nearly the same as um, actually interacting with someone on a real level. Um, so anyways, after he'd get those long calls and try to absorb everything and take notes, then a lot of times he'd get off and we'd have discussions about what he learned. Um, and then, you know, like I said, with women-related stuff, because... Trust and believe there were things I'm like, I don't know, that doesn't seem right. And I would have to go, and I would go, and I started getting familiar with 
a concordance and you know looking up um, in study Bibles um, trying to learn and see if does it really say that um, and then you know if it's yay it's yay if it's nay it's nay and when it's yay you have to be like okay well I gotta go with this and okay how do I do this and how do I make sense of it and how do I implement it so that's um, how I learned the fundamentals but then on top of that my husband taught me what he expected from his wife and as a woman and what he thought a woman should be or how a woman should act and you know a lot of times show scriptures on it um, but sometimes like I said just things are the, the way he wants it um, and later you know this is what he expected of me or a wife uh, how they're supposed to behave as you know a mother of his children or what they're supposed to do expectations let's put it like that um, so what does all that mean in a, so in a nutshell what it means is that what I'm bringing to the table is I'm bringing you understanding of the scriptures and of daily life from a woman's perspective while at the same time the, having the fundamental understanding of what the expectations of a man are okay so I have um, a pretty good ability to kind of see things from both sides meaning the expectations of a man and the reality of a woman or the reality of how things may have been perceived versus how you may have meant it um, and it's all because of an understanding of uh, a male's perspective in a biblical expectation or a Torah expectation or Hebrew Israelite expectation um, however you want to put it um, I feel like that's and I feel like that that's a really great Thing that not everybody can do because I'm not just coming from um, an emotional, a visceral emotional stance of a woman and how I think things should be because um, I don't like to get into that too much because how sometimes how I think sh things should be are not going to be the reality of how the men's expectations are so hopefully that's a, a good balance for you and hopefully you can understand better how sometimes things are not clicking just right and it's because maybe you don't have the understanding of the expectation of what your husband wants okay moving on a little deeper so I am I, you already know I'm a wife, right? But I am a wife of an elder uh, within the government of Masharah Yasha'Allah, which is the government of Israel, the government of Yasha'Allah. So you can take that for what it's worth. 
Um, I have 11 children, all of which were conceived and born in the truth and brought up in the truth. And additionally, our family has dedicated our lives to teaching the truth to the flock of Yashara that has yet to hear the truth. So what I mean by that is there are um, members of the diaspora in various locations throughout the world that are not typically thought of and are not listed on the typical 12 tribe chart because they didn't come over to the Western Hemisphere. Um, so places like India, Sri Lanka, Turkey, um, the, co- the country of Georgia, um, Lebanon, there's a lot of places that we have um, been taken to in slavery on ships. Um, and even, believe it or not, we were taken back to Israel as slaves. So if you go to Israel right now, you can find descendants of slaves that were brought from the continent of Africa as slaves. Um, And little do they realize uh, that they were returned home (laughs) where we're trying to get, um, but they were, it was done so in captivity. Um, And also there's also just, there are places that are not heavily populated by woke Israelites. So um, you have um, spots within the diaspora, lots of em- like void, um, empty voids of knowledge of Yasha Allah because there's not people on the streets um, talking about how they're Yasha Allah in every country. There's a lot in America, there's a lot in Canada, there's a lot in England, um, but there's a lot of other countries where we are, and there's no representatives there, or very minimal representation. So our family has um, committed to the Most High to do what we can to bring those lost sheep back to um the knowledge of who they are, the knowledge of Torah, the knowledge of the Most High, His real name, and the knowledge of Yahweh That means we live internationally. Um, so if you're one of those people that is wanting to get out of Babylon, I have done it. I've done it more than one time. I know a little bit about international relocation and what that takes to say the least um so you know if that's something you want to hear about let me know that we can maybe i can kind of arrange a class on that um additionally i am a business owner okay i am doing an online business um so since we live internationally we are not drawing a regular income um, from a typical source. Therefore, we decided to start an online business 
that business is not only to help support our family living internationally, but also to help support the mission of spreading the gospel to the diaspora that I just told you about. So yes, I am trying to be that Proverbs 31 woman. Trying, trying, trying. It's not easy. Um, this, the online business that I have is a shop on Etsy called Halaka Life. That's where I sell Hebrew-infused apparel for men, women, and children, as well as home goods. Now, it's a work in progress. Progress. It's not fully built up to where I want it to be, but it is open for business, and um, I am trying to just, um, just building it little by little, and hopefully very soon it will be flourishing, most high as well. So there you have it. I am a wife, mother, business owner, and a woman, an aqua that has been in this halakha for almost 26 years. That's who I am. You know a little something, something. Let's dig a little deeper. Here's your opportunity to get to know me a little better. I'm a wife of an elder of Mashra Yashala. I'm a mother and a small business owner. Yada, yada, yada. But let's go back. So I'm going to go back to high school for you. Just to give you a little background. When I was in high school, I went to a predominantly white school. And after a while, I got really irritated being just surrounded by white people. And I wanted to be around more of my people, okay? Um, Because I wanted a different experience. I, I wanted to be around... Like I said, people like me, um, which I hadn't had a whole lot of that. I've even family, right? And of course, the friends I cling to—you know—you you cling to your friends that you make in high school that you relate to. Right? But so I desired something different, and I ended up going to Central State University. And I did not have my major, so I did not finish my education at Central State. quite frank I didn't really like it there and there's various reasons for that now so what did I do I ended up going home quite literally I ended up going to the Ohio State University and in many respects it kind of was like going back to high school Although it was college, and you know, it's not necess- it's not nearly the same thing. And I lived off campus, but um, 
you know, I was once again at a majority white school. And not only that, there were plenty of people I had gone to high school with. So, needless to say, um, I've had those both of those experiences. Um, but I did finish up my bachelor's at the Ohio State University. Uh, and my bachelor's is in fashion merchandising. And when I graduated, I had two, my first two sons there at my graduation with me. So yes, I went to school um, while pregnant. I walked all over that campus, big old belly, with my second son everywhere um, until May, just two weeks before he was born. Um, then I took a quarter off and went right back at it because by that time I could see the light at the end of the tunnel and I was almost done with my degree and I was not looking back and I made it happen. So for those of you who don't know, fashion merchandising has nothing to do with design. It is the business end of the fashion industry. Uh, and what that means is basically once the designer makes an item, just comes up with a concept, typically what they do is they hand it over to what's called a sourcing department. And the sourcing department sends it off to the factories. So fashion merchandising basically picks up from the point where a design has been created and it now needs to be produced. And then from production all the way through um, selling it at a store. It covers the whole range. There's a lot in that. Um, so while you would think I took a bunch of design classes because I was in a fashion um, course, that was not the case. There was no design classes offered in my major because like I said, it was in the business aspect of it, not the design aspect. So I learned um, a lot about the behind the scenes of store operations and, and private label brands. I actually did work um, in the corporate office after, well, I guess my senior year and a little bit after my senior year, I worked in the corporate office of um, Bath and Body Works. Um, so while that doesn't sound like fashion, it's retail and it is private labels, so it goes through the same, very similar kind of design and creation process. However, the trends move a lot slower in home goods. And then from there, I worked at 
a middleman for clothing that was produced for Express and Limited. Those were my two customers. And then from there, we've been doing a lot of um, traveling and um, basic living. And then also, I've also worked at Aaron's Sales and Lease as a manager in training. Yep. So, like you can see, it's pretty diverse in what it covers. Um, but it all revolves around some aspect of retail. Now, with me having had no construction classes, yes, I can sew. I learned actually in seventh and eighth grade home economics classes, and um, I've just built on from that. And the Most High has blessed me with um, people coming into um, my life that I've been able to learn little by little bit by little bit. And that's actually one of my goals to further my knowledge and expand my my um, skill set in the areas of sewing. Um, other than that, let me see. I like to cook. Well, I like to eat, and cooking is just one of those things that you have to do to eat, right? <laughs> but I'm pretty good at it. Um, I like to bake more. I do a lot of cooking from scratch, um, which can be a labor of love and time-consuming, um, especially when there's so much to do um, in daily life. There's so much to take care of, you know, with um, so many children. Um, on a personal, personal note, I like to watch movies, comedies usually, but a good action movie is cool too. Um, so I do like to kind of hang out at the mall. Um, I wouldn't want to work there again necessarily. Because <laughs> once you work retail, you kind of get burnt out on people. But um, going to the mall, I really enjoy people watching. And um, actually, when we spent some time in Istanbul, one of my favorite things to do every morning, um, the couple that um, hosted us, lived um on like a kind of like a trendy busy street and from the window i could just see all of the people walking by and i could see the different fashions and trends and just kind of just get the vibe of the area and the new country that i was in so that's me that's what i like um and one of the things um so many eras from the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, like, is like very, like, certain things just didn't go out of style. And I love that to be able to see the different eras reflected in, in daily life. Um, and it, it just gives you, like, it's turkey. If you ever visit there, it has a very eclectic kind of feel and it has a very nostalgic feel because you can see so much diversity in fashion um, and for me I appreciate that other people might not but I definitely fell in love right away with that aspect of the culture 
another thing. I'm trying to just think of different things so that you get to know me better where I'm coming from. But one of these things that maybe some people don't know is that I'm shy, which doesn't seem likely for somebody doing a podcast, right? Um, but I have worked to try to overcome my shyness and I get put in situations where I have to force myself (laughs) to not be shy um, about me and as it relates to personal taste and fashion is that I genuinely have a love for fashion. Um, So like I said, when I was in, in, in Istanbul, Um, And then actually when you think, when just in Turkey in general, like being in Turkey, I could see fashions from, but it's something that I had to work on over the course of years. Let's see, with that being said about being shy, I am not doing this podcast to gain notoriety for myself. Um, to make any kind of name for myself, to gain any kind of fame. Um, uh, I'm not doing it for any of that. I know I'm not trying to make a name for myself. That's not my goal. The original purpose of this podcast was that I have a core group of listeners that I was doing a conference call for. Um, and actually, it first started off as a pal talk. And um, I wasn't really able to execute that anymore. And so the podcast just seemed like a good way to get information out. Um, And so all in all, what I, like I said before, I'm doing this for the benefit of other Aquatian. I'm not doing it for the benefit of myself and in trying to gain fame and fortune. Um, I really hope that this podcast is able to help other Aquafian. That is my motivation. Helping ease that transition and hopefully answering questions and eliminating confusion and misinformation that's out there. So, nope, not trying to get famous, uh, not in Yasha'ala, not in the world, not at all. Um, One last thing about me, and this is probably one of those things that's not gonna help me get famous, I don't debate. I feel like it's fruitless. Um, And usually it goes nowhere, which is fruitless, right? Um, And I'd rather just agree to disagree many times. Um, rather than have the contention and the stress. So that's where that's going to, you know, that generally tends not to um, generate additional listeners who like to hear the debates. But that's me. Simple and straightforward. Um, I would 
would love my podcast to be very similar to the Pal Falcon free conference call that I was doing for Aquapian prior. And when I stopped my classes, I was in the middle of breaking down the works of the flesh. And so I am definitely going to continue where I left off and then loop back around uh, for my core listeners back to the beginning for those listeners that just started joining us. Um, So that way everybody can benefit from the full breakdown and everybody can catch up and be on the same page and learn. Because um, I've said it over and over again, having a really in-depth, thorough understanding of what each of the works of the flesh really helped me and me realize some of the things that I Um, and then also there's things that need to be addressed um, on weekly Torah portions. Um, so we do do, I, my family does do the weekly Torah portions. And so when we come across laws that are um, specifically uh, women and family issues, then I like to address those from a woman's perspective. Um, also... We have some holy days coming up, so very soon, if not this next episode, will be a podcast for the seven months holy days, so that everybody can get prepared for those. Also, the reality is, is that when I had my last child, I was listening to some of my previous recordings of classes that I did for the conference call and I realized that there's a lot of you know, there are interruptions and they're pretty much inevitable. Why? Because I here in this house I have nine children. And um, the fact of the matter is is that more than likely after getting everybody to bed, I'm gonna be too tired to record. So if I want to get content out more than likely it's going to have to be me slipping away for a little while and trying to record um, and getting interrupted or hearing loud things or claims or just noise in the background and while I have now have the ability to edit I can eliminate some of it but I have a feeling not everything's going to be <laughs> not everything's going to be eliminated and that's just the reality so bear with me do my best to try to minimize it, um, but I, my priority is getting the content out and getting the information out, and um, you know it's that old adage, knowledge is power, and it's very true, like you can do so much more, you can grow so much more if you just know, and you, a lot of times women don't know where to look or what they're looking for, so I'm here to try and help with that. Now, also, what you can expect from this podcast, more than likely, is an occasional rant, meaning, um, you know, when you have, like, a formal class, you have a particular topic, and my class, classes ran about an hour, sometimes more, sometimes two hours, so there had to be enough content to fill two hours, Um, but with this 
I don't have to have a full hour because I didn't have everybody stop what they're doing to call in and listen to me talk. You're right, you're able to listen to me at your leisure. And so sometimes five, ten minutes might be all it takes to cover something uh, important at the moment. And that's why one of the reasons that this podcast is so ideal is that we can cover things that maybe would never have been talked about because I couldn't fill a whole hour of time with it. So that's why I think, you know, this this is one of those things that I was like, well, that would be really great if I do a podcast. And additionally, I would like to have guests. Now, i got to figure out how I'm going to do that. <laughs> but that is a goal for me is to kind of have guests knowledgeable Aquafian in various t- in various aspects of our daily lives or various topics to, to speak and to give additional insight and input. Um, and like I said before, this app offers voicemail, so I'd love to hear from you, and I'd love for you to be giving permission to use your audio clip in a future class. So please feel free to voicemail me. Okay, so do you remember that conference call I was telling you about for the women's class I was having? Well, a little history on that. For a while, um, I thought no one was really listening, and I actually considered stopping having the classes um, just because I didn't. There weren't that many people coming on, and I didn't think I was really reaching too many people. Um, so I didn't know if it was really like worth the energy and the time because a lot of time does go into the um, the classes and. Um, putting them together and you know if no one's benefiting from it then you're like well goodness I'm just wasting my time so you know and I have the whole thing is I really do want to um, be a benefit and a help to people so um, I wanted to make sure that, that that's what was happening um, <clears throat> but then what happened was uh, I began speaking to some of the sisters one-on-one just you know kind of touching base, hey, how's it going, what's going on, and, um, you know, they mentioned to me that they really enjoyed listening to the classes, and I was like, oh, wow, there are people listening, and they are going to, they are enjoying it, and I am reaching people, so um, I kept on pushing on, I kept having the classes, Um, you know, they just necessarily weren't getting on the classes, um, you know, because it is kind of hard to just stop what you're doing sometimes, especially when you have a, a life, um, and you stop and listen to a live class, um, and so that's why I was putting them out on um, a WhatsApp group, and um, you know it was a secondary way of listening to the classes. I just have no way of knowing whether or not people were actually listening. Um, and then once you you know you actually engage with people, that's when you can find out, right? So. Um, I have, like I said, I had a core group of listeners, and bottom line, when I moved across the world, it became really difficult to make those classes happen, okay? Um, There was an enormous time difference, so to coordinate that, um, 
it was difficult to find a time where I would be awake and cognizant enough to um, have a class to be able to communicate effectively, um, as well as um, that would be mutually cooperative in the other sisters' times where they would be able to listen. So um, that was a main factor in not starting the classes right away or, or not being able to do the, the conference line classes. Um, so I was really wanting to figure out how to make the make these classes happen, make these this this information available. And um, my son, I was talking to him, and he was telling me about the po- podcast he was going to be launching, um, or he had just launched it. And um, I, I was like, "Tell me about this." And so he told me, um, you know, like people can listen, people can listen to it while they're doing other things on their phone and I'm like wow that sounds great because I know I like to listen to certain things and you know I can't do it and you know look something up real quick or and it becomes kind of uh, and I lose my patience so that is an awesome feature okay so that's an easy sell for me um and then he was just saying um that you know people can that you know listen at their leisure so you don't have to carve out time um, to schedule in a class in your busy work schedule and stop what you're doing. So that's very listener friendly and that definitely works when you have an enormous time difference like that. Um, and plus, I've, you know, it just seemed like it was an easy way to get the information out if I were to start my own podcast. Uh, and um, he said that it's really easy to access and that um you know through the app that i'm using anchor that it is um, published on the all the normal places you would find podcasts i'm like that's cool because i'm not particularly tech savvy or don't know a whole lot about podcasts and about uh, this is a new genre for me and i know the fact that my sons listen to them and they have content regarding particular topics but I don't go looking for them I don't I don't really have any exposure to them other than that um, so uh, I thought that that would be great because if people know about podcasts if people know about about, about podcasts then they'll know where to find where to find me, where to find this information, or where to refer somebody. And then just the fact that, you know, like I said, that, you know, you can easily refer somebody to this podcast and, you know, find halaka, uh, a woman's halaka, and they're going to be, the topics are going to be, you know, pretty straightforward and clear and broken apart so you can... Um, find what you're looking for. If you're looking for a particular topic, click on it and learn about that topic. You don't necessarily have to sit through an hour because I had to fill an hour of time and have a whole bunch of different topics that I'm kind of smushing together. And then you want to try and figure out this one piece. Sometimes you just want the info that you want. And so I feel like this would be, I felt like 
a podcast would be a great way to to do that for people to make the information accessible quick easy um at your fingertips and um available for aquafian when they need to reference something or when they need to learn something or when they want to help teach somebody and they don't have all the information um so also what happened um why i felt like a podcast was going to be a great alternative to the the conference line that i was doing i was doing all those classes on my computer and um it's not the newest computer and so uh, i was having a lot of technical difficulties and so when my my son when he was telling me about the anchor app he told me that oh you can do everything from your phone blah 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 blah. i'm like oh that's perfect because my phone is so reliable and and i can get this done and i can get this information yay and then what happened was i recorded the first version of my class i was um i had edited well i was in the process of editing and adding music and just bam out of nowhere my phone the screen just froze up i could not access my phone at all and it was out of commission and um now it seems like it's a really easy thing oh I'll just go get it repaired or oh get a new one but our entire time in Turkey when we've had technical problems it just maintains it the, the repairs don't get done effectively and if you just keep having problems or if you buy something um you tend to have problems because the quality's not there the technical savvy is not there and so the repair we just decided to be very slow and cautious about mm, selecting someone to repair it so originally we were supposed to go to Izmir and try to find somebody um, who was um, hopefully more confident. Um, and I, but what happened was coronavirus. Um, so my my phone just kind of crashed. I mean, maybe a couple weeks before the whole world starts shutting down, uh, country by country, and then city by city. Um, we were. Um, a lot of the countries in Europe and I was following along because I was watching everything happen because it was right before Passover and we were getting ready to prep for Passover to get um, either my husband or the men or the men and the boys or the whole family we're just trying to figure it out we were going to go to Israel or they were going to go to Israel and so I had to, was keeping a very close eye on what was going on um and how things were going to be impacting the ability to, to go to Passover in Jerusalem. So, I was watching things just kind of shut down. People I'm like, man, cities are closing down. Like they're shutting down. They're shutting down states, they're shutting down cities. Like some places you couldn't leave your city. Um and our city became one of those cities. They shut down 
um, the subway. Well, it's not really a subway. They stepped down the, um, the metro train. And so going to Izmir no longer became an option. And that's one and another reason why it just became a kind of more drawn out process because we were limited to the people the, the, the tech people within our little city. Um, needless to say, long story, somewhat short, um, we did finally choose someone and we did get it repaired and the phone is working. Um, however, <laughs> I, it hasn't eliminated my technical problems. It's not the save all. Um, that I thought it was going to be because and this is like I said I'm learning this process I'm learning uh, this app I'm learning this platform I'm learning podcasts okay um, so uh, yeah I've lost so this is my um, I think I, this is my second recording of this entire episode okay However, this is the third taping of this particular segment because of uh, a technical glitch with my internet and I lost the segment. So I'm learning, I'm learning, I'm adapting, I'm trying to figure it all out. I've, like I said, I thought the phone was going to be the solution to all of my technical problems. Uh, yeah, it hasn't proven to be the case. However, I am determined. And that's one of those things about me that I probably missed. I am a person that is determined when I get something in my mind. Um, it's going to happen. And it might take a while. Um, there are certain things that I've been thinking about for years. And I'm just now getting to the point where I'm able to make them happen. But I have always been working towards, you know, looking and always keeping my eye open for the opportunity to capitalize on my idea or my drive or my vision. And so this is one of those things. I'm going to get this information out and evidently it's going to be on the podcast because I don't know of another option and I'm not doing YouTube. So yeah, that's, that's ruled out. Um, I'm gonna get it together, okay? Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, I'm figuring it out, and um, I, I, I make no guarantees because when it comes to me and technology, things don't always work out. But I'm gonna do my best, and I'm gonna try to get this content out, and I'm gonna try to do it weekly. Um, ideally, conceptually, I'm thinking every Thursday. So let's see how that works out. But that's my goal every Thursday. To or prior to have content, um, fresh content for you all to listen to. Finally, let me just say this for complete transparency's sake. Um, there is a financial aspect to a podcast. Apparently you can monetize this venture. Uh, like I said, I'm new to this. I'm learning. Uh, I don't know how it works. Um, and I'm at some point I'll probably learn but it's not my objective so my objective is just to get the, 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 the information out I am not being driven by monetary benefit I'm not being driven by the um, aspirations of fame and um, 
and notoriety. <sighs> no, not that's I, I don't want that. I'm not really interested in that. Um, of course, you know, monetarily, if there was a little bit of conversation to come my way, that would be great. That'd be like the icing on the cake that I could get this information out and um, be compensated in some fashion because, I mean, like I said, it takes time. And uh, also, like I said, I'm a business owner and a mother. And so it's really hard to, you know, split up my time. So, you know, if I didn't have to put so much Furthermore, you know, I told you about the mission of trying to reach the diaspora. Um, the reality of that is, is that it takes funds. It takes money to buy plane tickets. Um, it, you know what I mean? It takes money to have materials to give to people that you are meeting and to keep in contact with them and to support them. Um, and their growth because they have no one so um, you have to leave them with something you have to keep in contact with them because um, those people that are really interested because you plant seeds you plant tons of seeds but when those seeds start to take root they need nurturing um, and you know you need to go back and see them and you need to give them encouragement so um, Although it would be great if everything were um, just, you know, thrown in our laps, that hasn't been the case. And so we have to try to make things happen. Emphasis on um, generating income in other areas, then that would be a benefit to um, allowing me free time to put content out. Because, um, you know, the reality is, is that everybody has bills to pay yeah and um, although when you're living in another country depending on the country you choose um, a lot of times your bills are not as much so you don't need as much you don't need to generate as much income to sustain yourself and um, the Wadi Yahweh that's a decision that we have made um, that benefits us so when you know you say every little bit helps it helps out a lot more in uh, where we are so um, so like I said every little bit would help and if this by chance this podcast happens to generate a little bit of extra that would be great um, but like I said I don't know how to do that just yet and um, it's not my main motivation but my main objective is, like I said, to get this information to the other Aquafia that need it. Because um, like I said, I know it's difficult to learn by yourself and it's even harder now because the internet is both a blessing and a curse. Meaning that it's a blessing that you can get the information out. You used to have to be able to come in contact with somebody um, and, and then they would teach you. Well, you don't have to come in direct contact with somebody. With, so that's a blessing that the information can get out faster and more people can get woke uh, way, way faster than it used to be. However, it's also been a curse because now there's a lot more misinformation given out and there's all these mm, doctrines that um, are false and misleading. So um, it, it's, it's, it's been what a mixed blessing the internet has been. 
Uh, and on a side note, this is somewhat related. <laughs> uh, personally, I feel like that you know Facebook's new policy with the fact checking could, how depending on how it's used, if it's really used in the proper way, could be a good thing. Uh, you know, and the fact that they're removing posts that make false claims, well, blatantly false claims, I don't know if it's subjectively false claims also. I think it should motivate people to do research for themselves, utilizing academic, verifiable sources. Uh, that's my personal opinion. <laughs> I don't, um, I don't think everybody would agree, but I feel like, um, misinformation is very toxic to what we're trying to do and, and trying to keep people um, uplifted and positive about what they're doing and doing it properly. So that's why the podcast came about. And that's pretty much the long and short of it. Okay, so kind of reflecting on some things and to sum everything up, um, I don't particularly like talking about myself, so there were some things like I probably forgot and most definitely did forget, like I homeschooled my children. Yeah, so how did I forget that? I don't know, I probably because it's not an, um, an identity that I am 100% comfortable with. I'm still trying to figure all that homeschooling stuff out. So I'm probably just not comfortable with the label. That's guess that's how I forgot. And then also, um, I didn't mention that I, you know, for years I've been a teacher. I did say I was teaching a, a women's class, but I was teaching before that. Uh, I'm again reluctant to step into those shoes. I I, I can do it, but um, it's something that um, didn't come natural to me. And then also, I also counsel women also. Um, so I think I said that, you know, if you need to talk to me, you can message me if you need that communi communication in regards to different topics. It also applies to counsel. So once again, I am opening up myself, um, putting myself out there for the benefit of other Aquathian to learn and to um, become better um, and to become more pleasing, not only to their husbands and to their family, but most importantly, to the Most High and Yahweh Shai. Um, so, you know, I think there's probably other things I didn't mention also. Um, <clears throat> and uh, the more you listen, the more you'll get to know me. So. Uh, I encourage you to, you know, you can listen to get to know me, but you're going to learn a lot. If you're new in the truth and you listen, um, you're going to learn a lot. And one other thing, and I'll probably say this over and over again, is that a lot of times I might not mince words, so I give it to you straight. Um, and some people appreciate that and some people don't. But that's my personality, um, and I have gotten a lot better about making things um, a little more sweet as opposed to um, harsh and to the point. Um, but 
not everything and not every topic um, is easy to accept or to um, and put into your own perspective in your own life. Um, and that is just the reality because every Aquath has their own, I guess, weakness or their own um, areas of doubt. And so I can only give you the information. Uh, I'm not gonna, you know, I can't make anybody do anything or believe anything, but what I do give you, you can research for yourself um, and just listen. Just just listen to what I say and with an open ear and uh, uh, open mind. And, um, you know, then you can go back and disprove me if you so desire. But I just want to put this last segment in just to kind of sum up everything and um, hit those couple points that I forgot. So uh, with that, I am going to close this out on Ya'ahab Lakan. Shalom Lakan. Peace be unto you all ladies. And Shalom. Peace.